doctor gave me a relaxation cassette. When my blood pressure gets too high, the man on the tape tells me to say, Serenity now! Are you supposed to yell it? The man on the tape wasn't specific. Serenity now! Serenity now! Serenity now! Serenity now! Serenity now! Serenity now! The Born to Be Mild Podcast. Hey, hello, and welcome back to another edition of Born to Be Mild. This is the week of May 17th, 2020. You know my man is Ron Cabuno. I am still Pete Crawford. Ronald, I had a rough week. How about you? Ah, there, there, buddy. It has nowhere to go but up, I am sure. Um, My week was okay. Uh, Brittany's last day at Outback Steakhouse is today. I guess we could finally say where she works. She was a proprietor and owner there for five years and worked for that company for over a dozen. And it's her last day of school today, so I sent her off. Not with a lunchbox, but with a little kiss and a smoo- you know smooch for me and the baby and uh, little tassel, well and little tassel on her hat to <laughs> yeah. Throw we over turned the- it to the side. Now we drew <laughs> on a little whiteboard and we took some pictures like uh, a school kid. Nice. And um, she's had senioritis for a while. And yeah, the last sure. week of work has kind of been like the last week of senior year when Obama just gave a speech through the motions. all for her. <laughs> ah yes. Oh, I can't wait to get to that, dude. Um, yeah, but um, unfortunately, we lost our favorite father that we wish we had, so we wish we could never have him, Jerry Stiller, a.k.a. Frank Costanza. Uh, rest in peace, my man, forever in our hearts. I don't know how we're going to celebrate uh, Festivus for the rest of us when uh, we don't have the man who invented the aluminum pole. All we can do is promise ourselves that we will be more prepared for the feats of strength each and every year. Every year, and uh, the the <laughs> Stay airing, on the top of our game, right? The airing of grievances. Well, we're just going to do that three sixty five, right? So that's what this podcast is for. I got a lot of problems with a lot of you, and it, now you're going to hear about. And them. You're going to hear about all of them. <laughs> Actually, this is a leap year. Three sixty six. Get ready, biatches. So, I mean, my week was okay. But, you know, if it was a contest, you would be running away with the shitty week uh, competition. Can you please fill me in on how things are going on your end, buddy? Well, personally, um, I'm okay. Uh, but uh, my mother Which did have... Good. Yeah, thank you. And my mother did have a fire in her home uh, down in Florida on the lake. A terrible one. You showed me pictures, and my God, dude, this was like uh, fully engulfed. Uh, residence. It was uh, not a small one. In fact, it was two fires, um, if we're being two specific. Fires. Yeah, well, uh, so let me uh, specify. First of all, uh, my mother lives with my aunt. My father passed away a few years ago, and the two of them live together. And my, my aunt has been in the hospital. I know some of you say aunt. I say aunt. So picture my aunt as a giant... Uh, eight-legged insect um six no ant. well insects have six but uh an ant does have eight and i don't know what are they actually called uh, arthropods is that it yes correct okay so it, regardless my my aunt 
are we sidetracking? Uh, my my aunt has been uh, in the the hospital. Uh, not for anything super serious other than she's been a little bit malnourished and she's had uh, some uh, dehydration issues. So she's she's been a little weak. So she hey, listen, wasn't you know, at home. When you get that potassium and calcium shit low, that can lead to a lot of other stuff. You got to make sure you get that shit taken care of before it leads to any kind of renal stuff. It's serious, right. especially when you get an advanced age. So, and, you know, it might sound like a little, but they're there for a reason, you know? Yeah, this is my mother's older sister. This is a woman in her 70s now. And so right. she um, she had to go to the hospital because she was weak. And fortunately for... Because if she had been at home... During the Rona. Yeah, during the Rona. Uh, yeah, all of this going on. And we're going to we're gonna talk about this irrespective of... Uh, you know the, the the social distancing stuff, but the point is that she was out of the house, luckily, and my mother didn't have to deal with trying to uh, get a weakened woman out of the house. Uh, but she did spot the fire, and it destroyed a little bit. And then the fire department left, and they are, I guess, obligated to come back uh, every two hours or something. But it was within two hours that the fire resurged and eventually destroyed the entire home. So, Get out of town. yeah, my mother is uh, without a home, and she is actually uh, yet to tell my aunt, who uh, fortunately does not listen Whoa. to this podcast. Oh man! So um, that's crazy. Dude. She can't tell her right now. Yeah. Uh, everything, and she's a bit of a sentimentalist, so she lost some things that were important to her. So let's, uh, if we are religious, and if we aren't, give out prayers, give out thoughts. And, uh, you know, keep uh, them in your mind because uh, my mother is one of the sweetest people on the planet. And uh, this is something she's dealing with with a big smiling face because that's the kind of person she is. Wow. If she's able to do that, you know, in this instance, she's she's quite a trooper, man. She my is, thoughts are with you. And, she is. you know, I really hope that she gets everything that she needs. I know that you are planning on going down to visit her. Yes, we will be and going down there. So that's, we're going to do all fantastic. that we can. Yeah, they need Dude. a little bit of uh, of my fiance Grace's uh, brains and uh, my strong arms. Apparently, I don't have brains to offer, but I will be down there. But I do have a loud Sorry. voice, so I can talk to insurance people or something. I guess I have some some value. Move shit point A to point B, man. Yeah, I dude. mean, it's just good that you could be there for your mom. Uh, I'm sure she's a wreck. <laughs> yeah, inside, I, I'm sure she is too. I know, I know that tone of her voice. But I'll be down there and I'll be lifting with my legs, because uh, that's how you do it. Little tip out there, kids: lift with your legs. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what else is going on? Oh, you know, um, just trying to get back into the swing of spring things. I am like up to my knees in landscaping in the back still just got nine tons of mojave chip stone in the driveway yesterday that's a lot of, that's um, eighteen thousand pounds for those correct, of you who for, don't know tons conversions for everyone playing at home yeah <laughs> um, so we got a lot of that and i'm getting a walkway done and i just resurfaced this little spot that had these stepping stones that were like covered with an inch of grass i had to like unearth them they were planted 40 years ago and have been grown over since oh god and now i i took them all up and i reset them in some nice sand and there it's a nice area for where we're going to put the grill i'm feeling very accomplished nice. um yeah so and it feels like spring man it was like 80 degrees yesterday so it's been beautiful the last few days huh 
I'm going to try and do as much uh, nice weather stuff as I can. I'm actually planning on golfing next weekend for the first time. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be basically like hop out of the car and right onto the tee. Haven't swung all year. I might stretch just so I don't pull my back out. But that's about it. I'm going to be just... And it's a nice course, too. I got invited by the father-in-law to meet him up in uh, Painesville, I believe. Oh, good. It's good to know that you're on good terms with the uh, the FIL. Um, oh, dude. The in-laws, I get along with her family fantastically and likewise with mine. Um, yeah, we, we, we have a really good circle of folks here. Grace has that relationship with my mother. Um, I would like to have that relationship with uh, her parents, but I think I need to learn to speak Tagalog, uh, the Filipino language, before that's ever going to be a thing. So, Oh, is that how that's pronounced? Because I always thought it was pronounced Tagalong. Oh, Tagalong. Yeah, and you're thinking of Girl Scout cookies. Those are delicious caramel I'm coconut. I'm always thinking of Girl Scout. No, seriously, <laughs> I didn't know how to pronounce. It was like Tagalog. Did you like, say produce? Not- no, pro- uh, pronounce is pronounce, 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 not produce. I didn't know how to produce... Girl Scout cookies. And I don't know how to pronounce the word? <laughs> if we can produce Girl Scout cookies, then we're going to be in a competition with these little girls. Yeah, I know it involves a lot of hydrogenated oils. I don't know; they're dense. Oh, I've got plenty of those. We're coming for your market, bitches. It's coming. <laughs> no, the marketing is the whole thing. We don't have that, and goddamn, if anyone wants to see you in a skirt. Oh, but I am cute, and you know I. Don't say anything about your legs, please, for the love of God. Well, they're they're <laughs> thick and hairy. That's not going to go. that's there not going to sell go. cookies. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Is there anything uh, going on outside of the uh, the world of say, my legs? <laughs> talking about subpar <laughs> options, um, I would say that right now we have some things going on with the coronavirus that nobody wants to have to deal with, but everyone is about to confront. Um, we are reopening wide uh, countrywide yeah countrywide and we're seeing the the biggest one day jump in infections in Texas just came out this morning so but um, that's all due to testing right that's all testing we're flying blind here and it's a little scary but luckily we are seeing a decrease in cases and we are going to be entering into the summer months where the cases will be decreasing but, you know, as we've talked about before, it's all about how many cedars are going to be ready in the fall and if we're able to contain this thing from really rampaging smaller communities communities in the meantime until then. Yeah, it's still a debate right now because we're looking at um, uh, basically what we have said in the past, uh, a kind of a partisan divide. People want to open up, people don't want to open up. And there's people who want to listen to YouTube videos. There's people who want to make fun of YouTube videos. People want to listen to science and people that want to say this science is all a conspiracy. At the end of the day, there's some kind of a, a paradox going on, though, because one of the people or I should say some of the people, are in the White House saying, maybe uh, maybe we don't need masks. Maybe we don't need to... Exactly. We need to open it's up. It's tone. Right? The- it's tone, and it's top-down thinking, and it's uh, follow-the-leader logic, right? So all he has to do is set a good example, and he chooses not to time and time again. How's the... Uh- How's the White House doing with uh, COVID cases? (laughs) Right. I mean, like, it's running rampant in the White House, and um, they're using the Abbott little toaster tester. Love the toaster tester. 
Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's the only way that people have been able to describe its shape this week in the news. It's like, it's a toaster-sized device. It's like, I get it, I get it, it's, it's small. Um, but um, this thing, you know, if it's administered incorrectly, the swabs that go in it, it's been shown to have like a 50% inaccuracy rate. So coin flip, not exactly anything that you would even want to pay right. to use at that point. But that's the one uh, unit that they were using in the White House where, like, everyone's afraid and everyone has to wear a mask because Don's scared shitless but still doesn't want to wear a mask himself. Well, uh, there is a mask protocol going on in the White House. Uh, regardless, um, people like uh, Fauci has been a little bit uh, self-quarantining himself, and uh, even Pence has, after visiting uh, some people who were... Uh, tested positive uh, for COVID is doing the the most minimal <laughs> amount of distancing that he can and still be uh, on the up and ups with his boss. Even he's abiding by that. The whole thing is that they know that there is a he's danger. He's on planes right now? He's probably quarantining but still hopping on planes? I mean, like, come on. Well, he might be. I mean, uh, that's... Everyone, they're trying to put on a show here, but the whole thing is, is that they're behind the scenes. Uh, Ivanka Trump was actually quoted as saying, "I and I, I think this is funny that she calls her dad Donald, but her quote was, I wear a mask near Donald Trump, and everyone else is expected to as well.' Yeah, yeah. So okay, so you want everyone to take off masks, but make sure you wear them around the POTUS." Because right. he is the owner. I don't onus. give a fuck what happens with anybody else, but you better keep that shit away from me. Yeah, I mean, the dude's got to die. How selfish of, is that, man? Yeah, all he eats is KFC chicken skin and organic uh, fucking <laughs> oils. He, he's just, you know, he's waiting for disease to, to crawl into his, his massive pores. And, yeah, I mean, how, how can you look at this and say, like, well, you know... He's doing that, but uh, I guess it's fine out here. Like, he's literally contradicting exactly what he's telling you. Oh, for sure. Ineptitude, irresponsibility, and not a single adult in the room. And I, that leads me and segues perfectly to the main topic I wanted to start this show with was um, Obama coming on TV and had a little address for the graduates of 2020. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. It was cool. <laughs> it was very urban. It was all kind of uh, black performers and stuff like that. Everybody's very urban. Folks. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Kevin Hart was on there. He was all right. LeBron was on there. He was pretty good. He, uh, he had a nice little speech of his own. Um, but, you know, Obama really stole the show. And he had a nice little... He tends to. <laughs> yeah. He had a nice little quote that's been ringing out in the news ever since. He said, more than anything, this pandemic has fully, finally torn back the curtain. More than anything! That so many <laughs> of us, the folks in charge, know what they're doing. The a folks in charge know... Aren't even pretending to what be What they're doing. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not becoming uh, subtle anymore. Obama isn't uh, pulling punches. The boxing gloves, he's not even worried. Uh, he's just saying... And it, I don't think it has anything to do with um, necessarily his endorsement of Biden. And I'm 
you know, it's it's fine that he endorsed Biden. It's vice president that he had for eight years. But this has to do literally out loud with his disapproval of what this administration is and what a lot of us are seeing. And he's somebody who can actually have a voice and say it out loud and say, you know what? Fuck you. Right. And that's the thing. It's It needs to be a pivot in tone. Um, I just jotted something down because I wanted to have a message to all the people in the oh, it's pretty sad that the former president has to disrespect the current one. You know, those people, they're on the Facebooks and they're sitting there just basically copying, pasting, and sharing these memes that are completely hypocritical to what they've been doing for the past 10 to 12 years themselves and also what their fearless leader does. I mean, this guy, can you ask them how it's okay for Donald Trump to call a governor a snake on TV and to make fun of all these governors on TV directly and not inconspicuously at all and how that's fine with them over and over again but all Obama had to do was not so thinly veiled you know slight towards Donald and it's the end of the world for them yeah it's kind of been a name-calling game with Trump uh, the entire time and you know as I recall in history uh, I don't I don't recall somebody like Clinton ever talking trash about uh, George <laughs> H.W. Bush. I don't recall Bush talking smack about uh, Clinton. And I don't recall, unbelievably, uh, well, maybe a little, but whenever Obama talked backward about uh, Bush, he said, the administration has left me with this. Exactly. And it's because he was under fire. But he did say that. Each and every president that is still alive has said that Donald Trump is unfit to hold office. So they're in concert with that. And not even just them. Like, we're talking about uh, credible journalists who have been. passed on through through down uh, the the lines of history at this point as being completely when unpartisan. he wants to denounce the media and hold the office up, well, people of his own party in history don't believe that he should be there. No. Uh, and when Dan Rather is telling you this, and uh, these, aren't, these aren't guys that are out to get you. These aren't a bunch of liberal snakes. And you see these hateful protesters out there who are so mad at the media. Why the fuck are you mad at the media? That's, I don't understand that. Like what? What? They're just really because they're broadcasting not you the answers you want, man. But they're telling you what has been told to them, and they're broadcasting you doing what you're doing. You're gonna stand outside with a a, a, a semi-automatic rifle at the Capitol building with a sign that says "Sacrifice the weak." Yeah, I mean. That's going Gretchen to be broadcast. Whitmer actually had to cancel a couple of her things or one of her things this week because she had some death threats. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's absolutely crazy that um, we're catching this much heat for really simple measures, but people are seeing the numbers go down, and they're thinking that it's just going to go away. And that's fine if the numbers go down and it continues to go away, but if it doesn't, then it turns out they were wrong. Is it going to go away? That's well, the it's question. It's not going to go away. We know it's not going to go away. The, the I mean, um, literally, the the WHO was saying, not happening, not going away. Sure, they had eight thousand uh, new cases in China, um, but what we have is a place that's locking um, their country down like Americans could never imagine, 
and they're still getting that many cases. So we're definitely in for it uh, on a lower level just because, you know, summer months, probably going to have a lower caseload here. Uh, and that's a good thing, but it's it's not going to be because of our diligence. Yeah, um, and this this brings up a little bit of a ambivalent argument for us because uh, I, last week you had mentioned uh, that you know China was doing well, and I brought up well cases are appearing uh, there again, and now they're appearing a lot more in clusters, and so we're seeing that. Are what do we think? Let's talk about vaccines. Like, is that going to happen? There was a French uh, firm, I think it's called Sanofi, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. That sounds French. Um, so the United States has given them like $30 million for vaccine research, and they came out this week and said, yeah, they're going to get it first when we get one, and if and when we get one. And that caused an uproar, especially within France, right? Um, and that's why a lot of people are trying to have their own production facilities ready to go when a vaccine is available, if and when the technology is shareable. And then also they would like to be able to have their own national firms be the ones who come up with one to begin with so that they could, you know, lord over who gets to have it. Right. So you're looking at a lot of efforts from a lot of countries. It's a race. The race is on. There's a lot of money in the cure. There's a lot of money in the vaccine. Uh, Absolutely. To the yeah. victor goes the spoils. And, you know, maybe there's going to be more than one. But the point is the first winner is going to be the one that everybody knows. It's going to be the Kleenex of tissues. And it's going to be a really big deal. <laughs> yeah. And if the, uh, there and are so, people yes, out there. The answer to your question is, yes, I do believe we're going to get one. Yes. Oh, well, we're, we're going to look into that a little bit more, obviously. But for the people out there who find that uh, process of finding a vaccine to be gross, um, let me tell you, that is what capitalism is. So if you support capitalism, that's what you're supporting. It's a race to find a vaccine the quickest. Now, I don't know. Uh, who's going to be okay with it? The race is profit-driven in the private sector, but it's you know a public health issue. So that's it is. Know, it's all encompassing. And Fauci has uh, come out uh, publicly and said, "Yo, Congress, uh, th this is not done. Like we are not even close to being done. You can open up. You can do whatever you want. I mean, but if you think you're on like some kind of a downward slope, we're not." So this shit's still going to stick around. And so I guess the real uh, issue becomes uh, for people, do you just not care anymore? Or are you going to still socially distance? Where do you stand on that? <laughs> well, I've seen a lot of people around me not care. Um, I'm talking about at work. I'm <laughs> talking about in public, everywhere. People are just going back to life as they knew it and just hoping for the best. Um, and so you would hope that we've flattened the curve to the point where we've beat this thing back enough that it won't pop up in as many places but uh, and the numbers are kind of bearing that out like I was looking at the Ohio count and I don't know if it was correct or not but they said that it went from the daily case count went from 116 to 47 from May 14th to May 15th and the hospitalizations went from 13 to 4 so there was this been there's been a precipitous drop off just recently, and I wonder if that's going to continue, especially since we just opened things up. That would be the best case scenario. Like you have barely pe any people doing mitigation techniques, um, 
we <laughs> and we're still gonna have good results like that's fantastic <laughs> like please give me that but it could just been anomalous uh, but right. lately the trend has gone down just not quite as quickly as I saw it in recent days well I think what we're understanding more and more is that uh, it, we never have known yet what the hell is going on and that's because the experts apparently don't know either uh, we, we've praised Amy Acton, you and I both have, as being uh, an arbiter of uh, what is the, the model of acting uh, responsibly during this entire uh, crisis. And now Acton is saying that in Ohio, and we're talking about one of the foremost uh, uh, doctors in the nation acting on this, and she's saying... That the COVID cases in Ohio could date back to January 7th, we've had COVID. So forget about that Seattle stuff in, uh, you know, March. That that's this. We've had COVID here forever. So we are still learning and trying to figure things out about this disease. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to play devil's advocate and say some of these people out there, and I'm not going to say that they should be carrying semi-automatic weapons, but we don't know what the hell we're talking about and we're still trying to learn that no, said because, like, i don't think I don't we should be out on the streets yet with guns so no 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 what i think is that like the amount of hospitalizations and the amount of deaths are fucking real and those were sure. ba- and those were um while we were doing extreme mitigation practices right so you can imagine that it would probably be much, much, much worse if we would have done nothing about this when it came around. So the point is, is that these people are protesting the fact that we've done anything at all and that we are trying to reopen the economy. We've kind of been doing it quite precipitously lately. We're doing it really quickly and not exactly in the best practices that the federal or state government has run out. So we're kind of doing it really quickly compared to how we thought we were going to but it's but it's because of the unrest yeah and it's what we said um, last week really right that's fine so if if you if you're on the right or if you're in the open up the economy crowd and you don't understand that the scientists are making concessions to you then you're a fucking asshole because that's exactly what's going on so no you're getting your way (laughs) that's what i mean you're getting your way and that's understandable because the economy is really faltering and you have to get some kind of goosing of it going on. You got to get people back out there, but you, you want them to be safe and they're just maybe not going to. But you're saying these protesters had a leg to stand on, not that they should be carrying guns, but they still deserve to be there. Devil's no, advocate. The I was playing devil's advocate. <laughs> no, because I, I, I don't believe that the way that they're doing it is respectful to the process because we did have to do that at the first point you know at the first point um the question is do we open it up now like um i was having an argument with somebody on the social medias about gyms and they were like listen if mcdonald's can be open why can't uh a gym be open and i was like all right well maybe the reason is because calories need to be widely available at an affordable price whether they're empty or not and exercise is free 99 so yes, you know, exercise is greatly beneficial, but the gyms are far too communal to be kept open. So, I mean, we were only having this discussion because all these local gym people were coming out on the news last week and being like, 
hey, Tom Wolf, governor, I'm going to reopen and you can find me all you want. And then he kind of backed down and he's like, all right, you guys could stay open. Well, the but truth like, is, point, I, I know some of these gym people and they're, what they're saying is, why are we not uh, as essential as these other businesses that are opening up? Well, right, but the, the, the message is getting convoluted, so there's two different arguments to be made. Anyone who doesn't think that the gyms needed to be closed to begin with is an idiot. The debate is the proper time when they should be open because they were so communal in nature. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we want to get them reopened as soon as possible, but the fact that they needed to be closed at all to begin with is should not be up for debate. Oh, well, yeah, we know that gyms are uh, Petri dishes. I mean... It, the, the the tests done on like, and they're unnecessary. Yeah, so like it, that, it's so like McDonald's kind of has to stay open where someone can get a, a piece of food for a dollar. Yeah, but yeah, I, does it have to be McDonald's? Okay, again, I'm does still it, playing. Yes, I'm, it does I'm, because you have food deserts in a lot of these places, and they're very underserved populations, and sometimes that's the only thing open. So yeah, it does. Okay, well, then uh, we we will shelf that because. Um, I, I do actually agree with you. Um, gyms are actually really gross. Uh, you would never want to see the. Uh, They're never cleaned the, properly. The, the you, you, no, you, you spray have to spend them down. So much money but, on I mean, staffing. Yeah. To like sanitize those places properly. Like you have these guys who are working the desk and they go and do a quick wipe down when you when you close, and they call that like uh, the nightly cleaning, and then the deep clean is maybe they get out a different bottle. So we've learned a little more, though, uh, going on with the virus. Um, the 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 thing I mentioned last week about uh, the problem with children, uh, it's it's growing more and more, and it turns out to be uh, pre-existing. Let me tell you the pre-existing problem with children. Uh, having them? Yeah, there are quite a few that are intrinsic just to that. <laughs> no, go on, sorry. <laughs> well, we're seeing a whole lot of... Uh, of problems that may not necessarily be um, necessarily COVID itself, but it's like a rare uh, a rare uh, problem that it's bringing out in children uh, called PMIS. PMIS. Yeah, and it's uh, like the Kawasaki. Yeah, no, no women. It's not PMS. There's an I, and uh, when you say there's no I in PMIS, okay, whatever. Um, PMIS is actually uh, it's an inflammatory syndrome that uh, affects kids uh, when it's basically kind of a uh, autoimmune disorder where your yeah, immune system goes haywire. Yeah, and so everything just just goes nuts, and you're you've got inflamed insides, so you're getting diarrhea, you're getting rashes, you're getting all kinds of these things. I know. So like Vivian, like two months ago, a month and a half ago, was having rashes every day but they were going away oh speaking of somebody's waking up from nappy nappy um so yeah she and probably just because i'm yelling or whatever but um yeah so uh she was having some rashes and obviously was having uh some fevers to go along with it but nothing like real serious and right you just look back on these kind of things and you're like did we feel bad at that time? Gosh, I, I want to go get tested. I want to find out if we had this. But then you know, like, kids are always sick, and it's like, what do I do? Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, and she's teething like crazy right now, so she's running a fever 50% of the time. Sure, yeah. But this is something kind of serious. Uh, and and if nobody's read about this, PMIS stands for uh, Pediatric Multisystem Inflammatory Syndrome. Um, and it, it basically means 
that your 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 kid is reacting poorly. Now it's not something that they it's may a really low case count right now. Yeah, it might. So it's, luckily, yeah, it's very low, thankfully. But it's a dormant thing that may come out because of COVID, and that tells you that like you you shouldn't believe that because you're young, and even more now because you have kids that you're all invincible because the the disease kind of affects everybody in uh, very different ways. Oh, so, and furthermore, that bolsters the argument for why we still need to be cautious about reopening schools in the fall. That brings me to another point. Correct. Fauci mentioned yeah. that. Donald Trump said this week that that was a really like dumb thing to say or a stupid thing he didn't want to hear or whatever. And In his uh, White House full of masks. Right. <laughs> right. No, I know, but like it's unfortunate truths that people have to keep hearing and we don't want to hear them. And um, the question is, what do we do about it? You know, like... Uh, if this does affect kids to any degree, do we risk their lives? Like, do the parents make that decision in each and every community? You know, there's arguments to be had on the school debate because everything is so localized right now. Um, you have Los Angeles County that is going to be under lockdown, I think, through July. And you have Ohio, who are going to be completely reopening restaurants with social distancing. Reopening now. Like yeah. Next week. Well, I mean, yeah, they're the patios open for their are patios right oh, now. Oh, dude, these like, patios are nuts. Yeah, you should see them. It is, it is a, an oh. ocean <laughs> of people that are uh, officially so like, about six millimeters apart from one another. Me and Brittany uh, made a trip to Columbus, and that was her first like overnight trip. It was last year, and I showed her in the arena district all the bro bars, all the meat market bars. <laughs> and those are the exact ones that. Hey, the slow down. That used to be me. I know, absolutely. So, you know, you have to make sure you roll up the short sleeve t shirt or short sleeve button up. We're still all the we're way still up talking about me. Pythons. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 we're not video conferencing yeah, you're, right now. You're stereotyping who really I am <laughs> and who you know me to be. But so what I'm getting at is that like just like schools and businesses or just like businesses, the schools are going to have to like do this on a case-by-case basis like they're already back to school in montana and i just found out that i think wyoming only has six hundred thousand people in the whole fucking state like yesterday so you can imagine these places that are so small if they're not being touched right now and they have possibly the ability to contact trace or if there's nothing there that they even need to worry about then they yeah they need to be able to go about their business but, like, until we get testing in place, we can't do that for larger populations. Well, aren't we trying to get testing in place now, though? We are, but, I mean, it's it's just not happening to the number that everyone agrees is comfortable to actually know how much the virus is Okay, spread. so we're trying to go door-to-door. Um, is that going to work? Are people going to be okay with door-to-door testing? Vivian says no. I think... Um, this was like a randomized thing that uh, I saw the the story you showed me. It was like uh, it started in Oregon. Was it Oregon? Yeah. Or, well, Oregon State yeah, specifically so University was uh, it was a project. So uh, before anyone goes crazy, this is not your tax dollars. This is completely privatized. So whatever. But it was very small too. It was only like a thousand people, or something like that. Or, well, you know, but like so it was a, a, a test study, and I understand two in one thousand is what they found. Okay. So, um, not uh, not an alarming number, 
but uh, 0.2% of people that are infected, it's something to look at. Um, and it, you can look at it from both sides of the spectrum, and that's what I love about it. So you can judge it any way you want it. But these are actual results done by uh, kids who have no agenda. They're just testing people, and uh, they're doing it. So sure. here's my thing. There, there seemed to be a group of people who were out there like against testing. And there was this uh, complete urban myth that there was going to be... Um, and they did this in other instances, too, like with... Uh, uh, they said it was like going to be HIV testing like years ago, but people come into your door, they're going to rob you. They're actually just criminals and thieves, and they're sneaking into your house under false pretenses. But no, these are just kids coming to your house, and they're giving you the test. You do it yourself. And I'll tell you what, if some kid came to my door and he was like, you can test yourself, we're trying to do this for a study, I would do it. There was a local story about there were people doing door-to-door sales lately, and a couple of them were scams. And oh, things, it's real. So yeah. you got all kinds of concerns that uh, are are pretty valid in terms of you know intrusion into people's But those things space. happen, and we know that. But you don't have to take the lens and apply it with maximum uh, overreaction to say everybody who knocks on your door about a COVID test is now a criminal, especially when it's like a 19-year-old no, girl. What you do have to do is use the bully pulpit of the presidency, let's say. If these things are being rolled out, then you have a national address, and you say, hey, every old person, this is going to happen. Don't be afraid. Open up the blinds. They need to check you. It's okay. Like, here's the proper, uh, you know credentials that they have to show <laughs> you struggled like, for that one <laughs> whatever the hell it is yeah well i yeah so i mean that's how it goes yeah it's just something i just don't think that it's it's not something people are going to buy into at large unless they have um a good well what i think about is that i want uh we're looking at um basically with the situation that Fauci and people are saying like it's not going to go away when are people going to become comfortable? I think that testing is a comfort thing, and I would like the idea of, of, of a quick test, like something, you know, like a pregnancy test. Now, I don't have to pee on it. Maybe I just, like, drop a bit of blood on it, like an insulin test, and then it gives me that nice little uh, positive plus or negative minus, and I know, and then everyone knows, and then it's like, yo, I'm fine, and it's like, oh, shit, I got COVID. I guess I'll just chill for a bit. Um, sure. Well, you would also want to know whether you have it currently or you had it in the past. That's a big distinction that people would like yeah. to have. And I think the point is, is that it's all, we're, you're talking, we're talking about hypotheticals and it's all based on availability and it's all based on accuracy as well. Uh, you know, but the point the overall point is that you just have to look at how society is dealing with the fact that we don't have those right now and we still have to go about our days. So that's where we're at and that's where we're going to be at for the foreseeable future. So whatever you're seeing right now is what you're going to continue to see, which is a lot of people still don't want to go outside. They're not going to want to go outside in a couple months. It's going to be the same then. You got a lot of people who are not giving a, a hoot 
and not wearing masks, and they're going to be doing that as well. So as long as the mandatory lockdowns are being taken away, you're just going to see a dividing line between the uh, frightened and or cautious and the bold and The bold and the beautiful. Oh, sorry. Class. That's a yeah. that's a soap. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? So no, like, I understand. I think, I think everybody has basically drawn their lots. Everyone's and, already made up their uh, mind. Yeah, how they're going to react at the end to of this. the day. So yeah, well, are we still trying to bail everybody out? Uh, the Dems have another new. Uh, <laughs> the Dems, the House That's Dems, a good question. are are really. They want to push another one of these stimulus well, they packages. They had a pipe dream. They were uh, really swinging for the fences and kind of making hardcore really man. Once again, they they really went for it. Yeah, and it passed. It passed in the House Whatever. because the House is left right now, so they passed it. But it passed with, I think, 15 or so, or somewhere around there, defectors. Oh, it's not uh, happening. But one yeah, there's no chance it's happening. One Republican voted for it, too. Oh, really? I, oh, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, New York. Oh, okay. So he's New a Democrat. Guy, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, he's a, yeah, rhino, he's a big yeah. fat R-I-N-O. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. The $2,000 a month stimulus is... It's cute, but they're already giving $600 a week to, to unemployed people, and I granted... I thought that was awesome that uh, they brought that up, because that's actually what Canada... Yeah, no, it's... It, well, it's not not just Canada. It's 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 other foreign countries. Everybody. But it's a... But, I mean, they're right next to us, and they're, they're one of Isn't our it a little moms. bit late, though, for us to be it. talking about this? Because you're like, yo, hey... We're going to open everything up. Oh, now here's your stimulus. Like, no. I'm already coloring my fucking client's hair. Like, I don't need (laughs) their stimulus now. I think what we need to talk about are rearages, and if it's possible, that would be great. But what you saw is, like, you see people who... The stars line up for them when these things happen. They are disaster opportunists. What you have here is... Uh, a large percentage of the Republican legislative body who are Trump apologists, and you don't have anyone sure. who wants to break ranks. And as long as that man is at the helm, and he has all the special privileges of the presidency, that's all that matters. You win one election, and that's that's it. Checkmate. So he can start doing everything from the top down that he's been doing the last three years, and you have to be able to put up a fight and get maybe get a super majority or whatever to, you know, check him. And that's just not possible because you have ineptitude on the other side. So until you start seeing either a loss or some kind of coalition of the willing, you know, between Republicans and the Democrats or the, the non-Trump, anti-Trump Republicans and Democrats, it's just going to be the way it is. So he's running rampant. He's running rampant with the Justice Department. He's running rampant across the board. He won the election, and that's what he's going to do until somebody beats him. That's just how it is, and that's what we've been choking down for years now, and I don't understand why you would think anything different. You know what I mean? Like, this whole bar shit shouldn't come as a surprise. It's a shit show in every aspect of government. Um, and I thought it was great. I was listening to the bulwark, my never-Trump stalwarts over there, and they had the Rage and Cajun on this week. They had James Carville on. 
And he brought up something that we talked about last week. He's like, we need to have the Biden campaign start coming out with their cabinet appointees right the fuck now. And I was like, thank you very much. We need to have momentum. We need to have excitement. We need to have surrogates out there lambasting this man from a you know a quasi official position as soon as possible. So you have to start seeing the voices because his bully pulpit is too big. And unless you know that somebody is going to have an official capacity in the hopeful next administration, you're not going to really listen to him as much. But if you start knighting people on your behalf and everybody starts going at him from all directions, then it becomes a chorus that everyone can start, you know, agreeing to one way or another or to one degree or another, you know, based on personal preference before okay. November comes. So what I get from all that is it's a complete shit show and we just have to accept it until we don't have to anymore. Uh, we do as citizens because our elected representatives are castrated apparently. Well, I don't think it's uh unapparent. I don't think it's unapparent <laughs> at all. Um, their, uh, their testicles are rolling like on the floor. House Democrats who are kind of sullying their name in terms of respectability when they come up with some of these points of the stimulus package. And uh, if if you ever see them playing games, they just have to toe such a perfect line when they want to be the the opposition party to a party that plays by no rules. So it's not a fair fight that they have ahead of them, but it's something that they have to try and stick to. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree with that. It's it, it's just that I, I guess I'm tired of looking at these uh, these over and over like deja vu, Groundhog Day, whatever you want to call it. It's everyone in the administration just keeps popping up and they're under fire, and people can say it's all. Well, we have an inept. We have everyone that they nominate, every acting person that they don't nominate and just put in place because they could never get through the nominating mm -hmm. process is an idiot. They're a donor. They're an internet troll who is now your God. Press I love secretary. idiots. It's like one thing. It's one thing after another, and nobody is really that talented. But everybody seems to be a grifter in one way or another, and that's just who this man, you know, has in his circles. Either that, or lackeys who really enjoy doing his bidding because you know personal preference or world domination. They've got one of the two. Yeah, it's rough. Brain. It is. Uh, it's one of these things we're uh, just chewing and swallowing as we go. Um, we've probably and so if the if the Dems want to be the party of the righteous, they better show. Yeah, they've got to do something. To um, speaking of uh, doing something about people, uh, these uh, congressmen, these Congress people, who uh, were so in the know apparently before everything and sold their stock right before this uh, coronavirus pandemic hit. Uh, they're getting looked at. And uh, Senator uh, Richard Burr, he's out of North Carolina, he stepped down. Yeah, had to recuse yeah, himself. Yeah, he's completely out because he's like, yo, I'm not going to say it out loud, but yeah, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> well, he's, he's out of the uh, Senate Intelligence. Well, he's done in general. Um, this dude is out of here. He's... 
Well, he actually, I mean, he's still... His career's over, I though. Mean, he, he's out of a very, very big position because of uh, the insider trading that he supposedly acted on and seems quite evidently and did. Like, they were it, they were uh, analyzing his yes, trading history. Yes, it's going to steamroll <laughs> right uh, into his career. The dude, I, I'm sorry, I'm calling it now, the dude is done. I mean... Sure, that's fine, but he's already made... Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Of- yeah, I'm not worried about his fucking livelihood. Uh, apologies to his wife, who I'm sure he's cheated on with fucking seven hookers, and three of which are dead now. But, um... <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it's, it's good to see at least something cracking down on that, because we all were looking at that kind of stuff, um, and we were worried. No, that's good. Anybody who does that kind of thing, left, right, Should or be. center... Yeah, well, there, there was a there's a Democrat on that list who was doing it too. Like, I don't care. I don't care who's yeah, all of you. But you're, like, are you serious? That is ridiculous. So, uh, whatever. Yeah. So, it's essentially like breaking a Hippocratic oath if you yeah. are a doctor. It's like the one thing you are you're entrusted with sensitive. It's, it's exactly like that. You know, you're right. The rest of your the rest of your fellow citizens aren't privy to because we uh, we we believe that you are going to do the right thing with it and you do the exact wrong thing with it. No, no, no. Yeah, like not only should you lose your position, but yeah, they, they seized his cell phone, so it's going to be a lot more than just losing his stuff. He's going to lose his freedom more than likely. Freedom. Yeah, I would say um, he should. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, do you want to talk about vote by mail, or do you want to just get to like sports? You know what? Let's let's just say this. I'm good either. Voting way. by mail, <laughs> we can if it's still sick. If 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 it's gonna politicize it, don't be like a person who's just. You know what? Who cares? Vote by mail, vote in person. I don't care. Does anyone care? Shut up. Don't make it a Republican Democrat thing. Just vote. There, we talked about it. <laughs> Who said don't make it? Yeah, but are you talking to Trump? Because like he and his supporters. Yes, they are, and so yeah, exactly. And I, I just don't, I don't have time. You know what I like? You know what I like better than talking about Trump and his supporters? Sports. So let's talk about sports because I like them. They make me happy. That's cool. Well, I mean, you know, I like to watch people do good at them because like when I play them I'm only so 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 like what do we have in terms of being able to see professionals well um before we get into what we can see soon I want to actually just make a mention of this like 61 year old man who uh, he, uh he's like an Arizona guy um I guess he's playing in some kind of a a, a golf tournament or whatever he ends up winning the golf tournament that he plays in using only his putter. And it was a putter he bought for $3 from Goodwill. So congratulations, uh, 61-year-old, uh, I don't even know if, uh, Anthony Griggs is his name. Congratulations to yeah, Anthony Griggs up? from Arizona. 61 years young, fucking killing a tournament with his $3 putter. From Goodwill, we will send you out a born. To we be will send you all of the merch that we <laughs> do not print yet, but we will, and you'll be the first one to get one, or at least one of the first hundred. Um, but yeah, let's get to let's actually uh, sports coming up. Uh, the NFL, it's just so c- crazy to me because I 
made this prediction. <laughs> like them piping in crowd noise to empty stadiums and them superimposing like actual fans the fans in, in these the empty yep. stadiums that they're going to be playing in and that's literally what they're going to do. Yeah. But I mean luckily they're going to pipe the noise in and not just right. edit in post. Because if you're like on you want to hear it, and it's silent. That would yeah, be real yeah. Weird. No, I can yeah. tell you, as an ex football so player, you, you want to hear it. But so like, you're not going to have like hologram fans. They will be empty seats. But for the people at home, it'll look. Yeah, like it's going to look like you're a PlayStation Three. Yeah, sitting people uh, <laughs> playing Madden. Just like in loop rotation, like the same people getting up and down and up and down. I don't care about anything that is in the future. I want things that have already happened. So give me the end of the NBA season, please. I just want to see LeBron. Oh, we do. We're all. It's not going to happen, unfortunately. But But, um, no, they are. I don't think it'll happen, though. I I just we we can make a gentleman's wager on it. Uh, We'll bet a dollar. But uh, they had they had an argument or uh, a meeting of the minds with all the star players this week, and they all agreed. Of course they did. The they all want to play. I hope it happens. I mean, I do too. I, I don't think Adam Silver is as on board as his uh, workforce is. Do you think David Stern would have been on board? I'd like to see it. Uh, yeah, me no. neither. <laughs> Way more conservative. No, I think David Stern <laughs> would just, yeah, he would be on the side of science and lock it down until he knew for sure. So I'd like to talk about a, a couple more sports films. Um as a couple, meaning two. What do you have in mind for this week? Well, I'm thinking um, America's Sport. Um, I was... That's uh, coronavirus? Mine. Which one is, uh, it? What I, is it? Oh, baseball! Uh, oh, darts. my lawn darts, yeah. Baseball. No, it is baseball. And uh, you don't even have to wear a mask when you play it, apparently. Um, but there's a couple great ones that both of us love. Uh, I am uh, big on the first one I would want to talk about, and... Uh, I will say it's Field of Dreams, and I think most people really like it. I, th- yeah, Total it's winner. it's one of those movies that um, it doesn't feel like a sports movie at first, right? Like, it's very poetic. It's very bat down home, and uh, it sets the the tone like small town. Yeah, America. and I grew up um, surrounded by cornfields in my house, so I you know, I oh. Yeah, so that's really yeah, like you were waiting for somebody to come out I was of your backyard there. in a baseball yeah. uniform, some ghost man to come. Yeah, I, w- I was ball. throwing balls into the cornfield. My dad was pissed how many balls I threw into the cornfield. Yeah, um, you wanted to talk a little bit about another baseball movie. What do you think about Major League? Yeah, as an Indians fan. Well, I think that. Um, still brings a tear to my eye every time the opening credits start with Randy Newman like I can't even take it man it's um and I'm not lying like I I can't I can only watch it Randy so Newman often and never from the beginning yeah when Toy he does Story? Burn Randy on Newman <laughs> Big River yeah as in like one of the greatest he songwriters is he's a hell of a songwriter yeah Randy Newman it was um, a really awesome time to be around uh, the Indians at that point. And man, Major League was just fun because the Indians did stink back then. They suck so bad, but you know what? I had my favorite, like, Corey Snyder oh, yeah. card. Oh, yeah. Brooke Jacoby? All... <laughs> so, 
Yeah, exactly. Give me all those middling players. They were on. That's my right, team, man. man. Andy Allison, the catcher. God, Tom um, Candiotti. We had to. You had to struggle to remember those names because they weren't all stars. They we didn't have the guy, the the guys from the mm-hmm. mid to late nineties and the the guys that the Indians have now. We had to like we had to like <laughs> Brooke Jacoby. <laughs> Uh, hello, Julio Franco. Julio Franco. I mean, Julio Franco dude, was the man. man. Like everybody would Julio. want to imitate his swing. Yeah. Now he was big. Glenn Allen Hill. He was kind of late to the the party, but yeah. Oh God. Right. So that was a good time, and uh, that movie. I mean, obviously, as sentimental as I get at the outset, it's just all ridiculous hijinks. From so of its time too. Just so many people at the beginning of their careers and in the West prime of, of their snipes. careers. And, just happy to Charlie see everybody, <laughs> you know, in yeah. one spot. Yeah, it's like, all right, where am I going to go to see a lot of people at one time and have them be at their best? And there are very few vehicles that can Le- do that. And usually, it's early on in their careers rather than later because it seems a bit more contrived. I wanted to say something uh, non-sports related uh, before we go on. If if nobody's checked out uh, YouTube lately, well, we all have because YouTube has all the new science. Uh, that you need to know, but uh, get off those science pages and check out like an actual show that uh, John Krasinski of The Office, that actor, he's got a show just called like The Good News Show or something uh, along those lines. It's like Good News Show, and this all he does it, it some good news, some good news. That's called. exactly what it is. Yes, and like. It's, yeah, it's so upbeat, cool. and like all he does, and he's only been doing it since the uh, the lockdown has been going on. Um, he he mm-hmm. just he puts on like clips of really positive things happening with people at home, and uh, he's done all kinds of things. The the one I recently watched, it's really well very put well put together. together, and he's very he's good at it. He sounds like he could be like a late night talk show host, and he he does uh, he did this uh, segment with these two people, and he actually married them. Uh, he hold, held up his like certificate that he just earned for, to be a licensed uh, justice of the peace to marry them, and he married them online. And he brought up on all the different screens like a Zoom chat, like their parents, their best man, and uh, like maids of honor, and all these people. And he brought them all up, and he even had the entire cast of The Office do like a reception dance for him. Like, all of the office people at their houses doing all these different dances. All of them. It was crazy. And he's done all kinds of things like this. He did, like, a faux graduation online for a student or a, and a prom for somebody else. And he's brought on people like Oprah. It is incredible. It's so positive. So if you are feeling down about this stuff and you're annoyed, we're opening up now, so maybe you're not. But check out John Krasinski's show, Some Good News on YouTube because it is really good. It made me happy. Yeah, um, I think that it's something that doesn't have to stop once these kind of lockdown ends. It's something that we could use you know, on a consistent basis. And if he's going to be the one to do it, that would be just fine. I think he's a more than capable host. He's been great, extremely personable, and uh, literally bringing positivity from every corner of the country. As you can see, there's actual quality content that can be had uh, broadcasting from somebody's home. Um, I can't say the same for the Bill Murray and Guy Fieri Nacho <laughs> Challenge, but they tried. That's all I can say. Like, this thing was, um, it had so much hype because it had Bill Murray and right. Guy Fieri. Somebody who I like and somebody who I like to hate. 
right? I won't um, guess which is which. And like, <laughs> right. But then also it was like going to be moderated or judged by Shaq. And I that's, was all That's in. a selling point right components. there, yes. It just didn't add up. You know, I watched this thing after it went on, and I'm glad I was able to skip through it really broadly because there was very few nuggets that are worth your time. Uh, obviously, most of them were had by Murray, and uh, I'd rather just watch him in his kitchen for a half hour than this convoluted kitchen cooking contest where you're supposed to judge who won without being able to taste somebody else's food. Like, I, I didn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting idea. And I love nachos, and I love Bill Murray, and I've watched Guy Fieri. <laughs> I love nachos, and I love Bill Murray. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, but how are you going to really judge a food show when you can't actually taste it? They're like describing it, like. Yeah, well, the one guy like burnt some of his edges in like a wood-fired oven, so it kind of looked different. It's like, all right, you did that. And- you tell me how you braise the chicken. That's all I can go off. Yeah, of. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Mm, that sounds. Ooh, that good. sounds like a guacamole so might be fresh. Uh-huh. Like, what are you gonna say to that? So, yeah. Um, but uh, it, you know, it, Wh- whoever has a gift certificate in the mail, <laughs> is the it's one a clever knows. idea for you know when we're in a time when we don't know what else to do. Well, thank you very much for uh, sticking with us today while we ramble on about all the things that we're trying to stumble through in these uh, difficult times. And uh, I had a difficult week, and so did my mother. So keep my mom and my aunt in your prayers as you're thinking about uh, things that can uh, do better for us. And if you want to support her, uh, we do have a GoFundMe available. It's called My Mother's House was burned down by two fires and you can look that up and uh it is i I didn't want to mess around (laughs) with the title so anything nice yeah please everybody who listens if you guys can spread the word and maybe get a little bit of funding pete's mom's yeah it's not uh, hard to find and any amount you can donate is great for her um but uh your support is all that i care about so if you listen to us thank you so much and i am wishing you all to be very safe thank you pete um Thanks to uh, Ryan Little for the awesome theme music, and thanks to everybody for tuning in. Check us out on all the places that you find the podcast, and please write review on the Apple iTunes Store. Love you guys. See you next week. 